the volume. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The 3 and Out Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to bet every moment more than with FanDuel. With football ending, we have the NBA rolling, March Madness right around the corner, and my personal favorite, betting on the PGA Tour. I cannot recommend it enough. You get winnings fast, and winnings are also delivered in under two hours. It's a fun to combine multiple bets from the same game parlay. No big deal. NBA, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. That would be what I would do. If you are new, just download the FanDuel app. To get started now, sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast, Sunday night. Uh, Had to fire up the old microphone, the old computer, because the combine just happened. And we're going to do a pretty combine-heavy podcast. It's going to be shorter, like we typically did during the season Sunday night. Uh, some thoughts on Kyle Hamilton, who actually has a podcast on this network inside the garage with some of his buddies that he plays with at Notre Dame. Uh, Jordan Davis, the big defensive tackle at or from Georgia, had you know <laughs> one of the most impressive things we'd ever seen. Uh, a couple thoughts on the two top pass rushers, Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, Michigan and Oregon pass rushers, and then just some overall takes on the quarterback. But here's going to be the schedule. Today's going to be a combine heavy pod. Tomorrow, my Monday podcast, which will be come out Tuesday, will be much more free agency stuff, all the buzz from the actual movement in the league, non-draft-wise. It'll be heavy on that for Tuesday. We're going to have a golf podcast come out Wednesday, you know, Sobel comes on there, talk golf gambling, no big deal, made about two Gs today, gambling on the uh, on the Arnold Palmer. The players this week fired up. It's, I mean, it's twenty biggest purse in the history of the PGA Tour. And then we'll have another podcast Friday, which is going to lead into the weekend that's going to start, obviously, all the, uh, you know, the buzz for free agency. And we'll just keep it rolling. We will just keep it rocking and rolling. And uh, up until football... You know, we'll get some movement in a week. You know, we're going to find out this week Aaron Rodgers, you know, Russell Wilson, a lot of Derek Carr buzz. We've got a lot of moving parts. Uh, so subscribe to the podcast. 
I haven't mentioned this in a while, but if you could do this, I'd greatly appreciate it. Leave a review. I know a lot of you have. It just helps with the selling of the podcast, the promotion of the podcast. Leave a review. Uh, you know, we, I, I record, you know, sometimes on the, and all the stuff goes up on the Volumes YouTube page. Subscribe to the YouTube page as well. Helps with this little growing business, you know, try, trying to put food on different people's families uh, on the table. Uh, so just keep it rocking and rolling. And yeah, obviously the Middlecoff mailbag, which I've pushed back to the weekend. I might add, depend, at John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Slide up into those DMs. And again, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. If you listen through Colin's feed, make sure you subscribe to this, the three and out feed. Subscribe to the podcast. Greatly appreciate everyone that's listening. I know we got a lot of new listeners. Excited to have you all around. And uh, talking, talking sports, talking football, and talking the NFL Combine. And really quick before we get into the players... Like, the the NFL Combine is going to move. I feel pretty confident on that. They're going to move it to Los Angeles. You know why? Because Stan Kroenke put the NFL Network at SoFi Stadium. So, even though Los Angeles... A lot of people... If you've never been to Indianapolis, it's the ideal convention city. And I've only been to Indianapolis for the Combine. But it doesn't get any better. Every hotel is connected by a bridge. And every bridge is covered because in the winter it's obviously really cold in Indianapolis. Well, all the hotels lead to this major convention center, which is connected to the stadium. The stadium is also connected to the hotel where all the players are. You never, it's basically the combine is under one roof. I like Los Angeles. And I've been someone that's talked a lot of some shit about LA over the year. Part of it, I'm a NorCal guy. I'm a Giants guy. I'm a Niner guy. I'm a, I'm a warrior guy. I was a Kings guy. Hate the Lakers, hate the Dodgers. Kind of, I don't really mind the Rams, but now they're becoming the Niners' rival. I got to kind of muster up some hate, but I, I really don't. Uh, I'm actually, I always kind of like the SC Trojans, uh, but I'm a Cal Bear guy, but they're not really rivals. But regardless, NorCal, Southern California, we got a little rivalry. Part of it is I think we're kind of jealous. It's much warmer down there. And having spent some time down there earlier this year, Hollywood sweet, West Hollywood sweet. I know Manhattan Beach is sweet. Newport Beach is sweet. I get it. It, it it's cool. But it's not a great setup for the Combine. You would have to have everything spread out. Indianapolis is ideally set up. And because of money, and listen, Roger Goodell's been right on a lot of things. He put the combine in prime time. That was a hit. Remember, it used to be really early in the morning. He was smart, bumped it up. Roger knows how to make money. But I think they were making money regardless on this. I think it's more the pressure because Stan spent $6 billion and is housing the NFL Network. He's going to want more events there. So my, my two cents is the combine will move to Los Angeles next year. And I think that's a mistake logistically, but Roger doesn't care. Goodell ain't going to the combine. I mean, he doesn't mind. It's not, it's not his problem. Uh, it's not even Stan's problem. Hell, I, Sean McVay and Les need a lock to go to next year's combine. If it's in Los Angeles, I would say it's 50, 50 hell is Kyle Shanahan a lock to fly an hour down there to go to the combine. I'd also say it's 50, 50, but it's, It might be the last combine that we ever have in Indy. If it is, it's one of the greatest runs in the history of runs. Uh, But I wanted to start with Kyle Hamilton. And I think like in any industry, we we just get so hell-bent on doing something because that's the way we've always done it. And, you know, listen, you can nitpick the guy all you want, but Chip Kelly was big on asking why. You know, and, and I like people that ask, well, why are we doing this? Why is this the way that we've done it? Why can't we do it this way? And forever in football... There are two positions that you do not take really high. Middle linebacker and safety. And I'd also throw interior offensive line, center and guard. You just do not take those guys hard. 
or very high in the draft. And there was a guy several years ago that I was adamant I thought he was a moron for taking this guy this high in the draft because I thought the value didn't make any sense. And it was Quentin Nelson. And I said, I do not understand why Chris Ballard is going to take Quentin Nelson number six overall. And here's where I got it wrong. Just like safety and just like linebacker. You can take a guy, a non-quarterback, as high as you want if the guy's going to be a Hall of Fame player. If you take a guard at number two overall and he becomes Larry Allen, you're not mad at yourself. If you ended up taking Luke Keekley number two overall or Ed Reed two overall, you don't care that you take a middle linebacker and a safety number two overall, five overall, seven overall. Now, the difference is if you can find average safeties and average linebackers who can just be functional starters for you. It's harder to do that at left tackle, at le- at pass rusher, at quarterback. So it's why those positions historically have gone really, really high. And they will continue to go really, really high. But I will say this about safety and linebacker. A couple years ago, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers took Devin White, number five overall. You think they regret that? Not for a second. The Carolina Panthers once upon a time took Luke Keekley at eight. Hell, he should have gone top three, Right? Ed Reed, once upon a time, if, if you would have taken him in the top five, no one would have complained. So when I look at Kyle Hamilton, the, the overall, the conventional wisdom in football is you don't take a safety in the top five, hell, in the top ten. And it's pretty clear, a lot of people have talked about this, that Kyle Hamilton is potentially the best prospect in a vacuum in this draft. He's better for his position than any pass rusher, than any quarterback, and than any offensive lineman. Tony Baselli's not in this offensive line or in this offensive line class. Nick Bosa and Khalil Mack and Miles Garrett are not in this pass rusher class. And clearly the quarterbacks are very questionable. We'll get them to a little bit later. Kyle Hamilton is 6'4, 220 pounds. He tested really well. His 40 wasn't great, but he was coming off a knee injury. His character is, I mean, 10 out of 10. I have talked to several people, my scouting buddies, that think he is the best prospect in the draft. And you'd say, historically, well, his position, he would not go that high. I think he ends up going in the top five. And I think you can easily justify it. If you believe that Kyle Hamilton will be a top one or two safety in the league in the next three or four years, you should take him very, very high in the draft. My prediction right now is he goes top five. And he'll, he will live up to the billing when he gets to the league because he's going to be that good. Now, the one question you would have after today, if his play speed, he plays actually really fast, His time speed wasn't great. And I think that's going to where people are going to nitpick how can he man up with George Kittle, with Travis Kelsey, with Kyle Pitts, with all these tight ends, or even these wide receivers that are going to be in the league. Because ultimately, he will get matched up in space on a guy like Justin Jefferson, on a guy like Jamar Chase, potentially, right? Just depending on the coverage. And you have to cover a lot of ground. Well, he's proven when he played at Notre Dame that he could cover a lot of ground that he had great ball skills, that he was a physical tackler, and obviously he's a really good guy. To me, he's the total package. And I think there are certain players that you can look past the conventional wisdom. Devin White was one of those guys, right? Uh, Several safeties, I'm trying to think in the last, we haven't had great safety drafts over the last several years. I think Kyle Hamilton falls under that mold. I would take him in the top five. Uh, You know, would I take him one? I understand Jacksonville, you need to get an offensive lineman. But conventional wisdom would always say would also say that you have to be care- very careful in the draft about forcing need. Do you believe that any of these guys are going to be Pro Bowl level tackles? Because if you don't, I don't love taking that guy number one overall. Now, once upon a time, most people didn't think Eric Fisher was going to be some star left tackle. 
The Chiefs took him. It was rough at the beginning, but he ultimately became a really good player. So you can never go wrong taking an offensive lineman. And I think it too, the Lions, you know, will probably take one of the two pass rushers. But I think it's 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 possible that Kyle Hamilton could go three to the Houston Texans, which obviously have a lot of needs. College basketball championship season is approaching and there's no better place to get in on the action than the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's where I bet. New customers place their first college basketball bet risk-free up to a thousand bucks. Bet college basketball any way you like. I like the same game parlays. You can also jump into action with live betting. Same game parlays are great. Bet a little, five, ten bucks, win a lot. Or bet with big promotions like odds boosts. Those are fun. When you win, FanDuel is going to pay you. Little as two hours. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. Sign up. Promo code Colin to get your first bet risk-free up to 1000 bucks. That's promo code Colin. That's me. Make the college basketball championships mean more on FanDuel Sportsbook. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana. Permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, Jersey, and Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-800-270-717 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-HOP P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 in New York, Tennessee. Redline 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco... I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bowl flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs 
has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Let's talk about Jordan Davis. The other thing that conventional wisdom would tell you is that defensive tackles who aren't great pass rushers, you shouldn't take that high. And I'd say, yeah, that is true. But does the guy have pass rush ability? Does he have the potential to be to create pressure on the quarterback? And when I looked at Jordan Davis, ran a 4-8, which is insanity. He weighs 340 pounds. 340 pounds. And he ran a 4-8 like, I'm sorry, he has the physical gifts to rush the passer. You just need to coach him up. And I go, you know, I think there were a lot of talk about a guy like that was probably going to go into the 20s. That's dead. After he had that weekend, he's going in the top 15. And when I look at his comps, bigger guys that are viewed as pat or not great pass rushers, incredible run stuffers, and just have a lot of physical characteristics, both guys went number 12. Vita Vea, who has been awesome, and if you could redo that draft, would go in the top 10. And Haloti Nada, who also once upon a time went 12. And if you could redo that draft, would also go in the top 10. To me, I think you could justify taking Jordan Davis in the top 10. High character guy, elite physical attributes. We saw him dominate at the highest level of football. And his, I mean, what he did today at the combine, like he already had the tape. Now, the pass rushing tape needs to improve. But when I was with the Eagles, when we drafted Fletcher Cox, when Fletcher Cox came into the NFL, he wasn't like some elite pass rusher. He had the skills to be taught how to become an elite inside pass rusher, which ultimately he became. Part of it, you got to coach him up. 
Like, if my defensive line coach would be like, I don't want him, be like, well, can you coach? You you don't want this guy? You don't want to work with this guy? You think you think anyone said they didn't want to work with Veda Vea or Haloti Nada? Like, to me, that's the category that this guy's in. Somewhat of a raw product who's already produced at a really high level, dominated at a really high level, that just needs to improve at the most important thing. And that's getting pressure on the quarterback. We know immediately he's going to be able to stop the run. Immediately. And we know immediately he's going to, you can start him day one. Like he's a plug and play starter. He just needs to improve. And I think he will, especially in a position where he's playing like, you know, four down defensive linemen. He has one gap, get up the field. Good defensive line coaches, like good offensive line coaches, are worth every bit of their seven figure salaries that they get in the NFL. And they would die to coach a guy like this. He's a freak. An absolute freak show. I was I was blown away by the guy. And because this isn't a great quarterback draft, like the reason quarterbacks get nitpicked every single year is because they're going to go really high. And when you draft a quarterback, your entire franchise is put on that guy's shoulders. If that guy does not succeed, your team is in trouble. It's also why we nitpick any guy that we're going to draft really high. One, we're paying you 30 to $35 million dollars And two, we are allocating a lot of resources. If I use the third, fourth, fifth pick on you, I am using a ton of my resources. Because on any given year, look what the Eagles did last year. They went from 6 to 12, and they gained a first-round pick. They still got to pick 12, which Devontae Smith, and they got another first-round pick. So think about the power of a resource in the top 10. Because that's we talked about it last week. All a draft pick is, especially a high draft pick, is an allocation of resources. Do I want to use this on an individual? Do I want to use to trade up to get a better player? Do I want to trade down to gain more resources? So if I'm willing to take you second, third, fourth, fifth overall, I'm going to nitpick the shit out of you. Why? I think it's fair to go, you know, Kyle Hamilton's 40 time is a little bit concerning. I would like him to be like low four fives. But coming off a knee injury, maybe at the pro day, he'll run a little faster. The problem is Indy was a really fast track. So I look at Hutchinson, I look at Kayvon. Those guys are both going to get nitpicked. And that's fair. They should be. I think the question with Aiden Hutchinson is, how big of a ceiling does he have? Like when I draft him, how much better can he get? Because when I drafted Miles Garrett and when I drafted Khalil Mack, these were guys that went one, they went five. When I drafted Nick Bosa, who went two. When I drafted Joey Bosa, that went three. Those guys had a lot of room for growth. They got to the NFL and they got better. They kept dominating. They improved. And when you look at Aiden Hutchinson, you go, does he have the athletic attributes to continue to improve? That's what you have to ask yourself. I haven't broke down the film. I watched him play live four or five times. I think he's an excellent prospect. But he had short arms. Now, are short arms at defensive line a deal breaker? No, But there's a reason we like our tackles to have longer arms, right? 34, 35-inch arms. Why, when you're watching, I'm not a big UFC guy. I know there was a big UFC fight, and obviously in boxing. Why do you think they talk about when the two guys are walking out and they give the measurables, the height, the weight, the age, and the reach? Because if I can reach farther than you, we could be standing at the same distance. I can hit you. You can't hit me. So when I'm an offensive tackle and I'm Tyron Smith or Jason Peters or... Uh, Andrew Whitworth or Trent Williams, and I have 35-inch arms, and you have 32-inch arms, I can get into you before you can get into me. Because ultimately, we're one-on-one. We're fighting, right? We are in combat. Me versus you. So he has 32-inch arms. Well, he's not a 4-4 guy. 
He's not Miles Garrett or Von Miller super explosion. He's fast. He's quick twitched. But I wouldn't call him like can't miss explosion. So it's it's going to be one of those things that's getting nitpicked in the room. Is his you would like him to be longer because he is tall. He just doesn't have long arms. And as we know, if you watch a lot of football and you watch star pass rushers and star tackles, they're constantly using their hands. It's hand-to-hand combat. So that is going to concern people. And it's okay to nitpick guys that are going to go in the top five. And that's what's happening with both these guys. Kayvon Thibodeau compared himself to Jadavion Clowney. I got news for you. That's not a positive. Jadavion Clowney once went number one overall. If we redid the draft, he's not going in the top ten. Jadavion Clowney would be considered an underachiever. Pretty sure Jadavion Clowney's never had double-digit sacks. But I actually think there's some comparables. Both guys a little stiff. Clowney was more powerful, but Kayvon is strong and explosive. He just doesn't, what I've heard the knock on him is, he doesn't have that many moves. He's not a great bender. He doesn't have that many counters. He's just been really, really physically gifted and more physically gifted than a lot of guys he's gone against. So the knock on him is a little bit of stiffness and just, you know, he talks about brand a lot. I don't mind when wide receivers and running backs talk about their brand. I don't love my defensive linemen talking about brands. I've never heard the Bosa brothers talk about their brand. I've never heard Vaughn Miller talk about the brand when he was young. Khalil Mack, I've never heard him mention it. Like, it's just, it's something that concerns people, you know? And it's fair because I'm going to invest $34 million in this guy. And use a very, very high pick. I can ask these questions. Are both these guys going to go in the top, you know, five, six picks? Yeah, more than likely. But you're going to hear some criticisms of them over the next couple of weeks, as you should. Because they're basically the quarterbacks this year. Because when you look at the quarterbacks, I wouldn't take any of these guys in the first round. Not one. I watched Desmond Ritter a couple times this season, and never once did I think he had first round talent. And I actually think that the, the comp they used, Dak Prescott, was pretty fair. Now, obviously, if you could redo Dak Prescott's draft, he would not go in the fourth round. He would go in the top 10. If you told me that Desmond Ritter is going to be as good as Dak Prescott, I would obviously take him in the first round. The likelihood of that happening, to me, feels pretty slim. Right? He, you know, part of Dak Prescott, when he came out, he was at Mississippi State. He got them in the top five. They were playing LSU and Alabama and Auburn every year. This guy, I know they had better competition. They played Notre Dame. They got to the playoffs. Well, the playoff game, he got throttled. For like, I, I don't care. You're playing these random teams. Now, he is very athletic, high character guy, very productive in college. I would have no problem taking him in like the third round. But I, I could not, and I get quarterback inflation. I, I just, I don't know, man. Now, I, I heard Bucky Brooks talk about this, and he's right. His, just his, his, his resume are resumes that usually just have a longer career. Just because you have a longer career doesn't mean it's really good. When I draft a quarterback, I expect a guy to be pretty good if I'm going to take him in the top 50 picks. I want, can he be a starter on a playoff team? Ultimately, like Jalen Hurts can be a starter on a playoff team. We can nitpick him all we want. Like, this guy's good as Jalen Hurts? I saw Jalen Hurts dominate at Oklahoma and Alabama. Dominate might be strong, but play really well. Now, you could argue this guy played really well at Cincinnati, but the competition was a little different. Kenny Pickett, like, I'm sorry. I'm just not into weak arm guys. And when I asked my friends in the league to tell me, like, yeah, Mac Jones, this guy can't hold a candle to Mac Jones. Like, well, I didn't even like Mac Jones. <laughs> so I, I don't do small hand, weak arm guy, one-year production. It's just not my cup of tea. You're going to take Kenny Pickett in the first round? 
Like we were arguing last year, like Mac, should Mac Jones even go in the first round? And let's face it, if you put Mac Jones on like the Bears or some of these bad teams that all started rookie quarterbacks, it would have been really, really ugly. He went to a place with a great defense and an unreal running game. And I don't know the greatest head coach in the history of the league. And Malik Willis, like, likable guy. We all saw the video that went viral of him handing the hat to the homeless person. It's cool. I Like, I, I want my quarterbacks. That's the, the baseline. Like, part of being a quarterback is being a high-character guy that everyone loves. So that's that's good. But he's six feet, so he's not that tall. He, I, I mean, I watched him play Ole Miss. I watched some highlights. Like, he's just a very, very raw product. Again, I would have no problem taking a raw product, pick 78. Could not take this guy in the first round. And so if you're telling me all three of these guys are going to compete to go in the first round, like, this is where we get busts, right? Part of last year was like, Trevor Lawrence, no-brainer. Justin Fields going every first round. Trey Lance is just, his physical attributes, how productive he was, even if it was one year in college, like, Malik Willis wasn't even that productive. And he just needs a lot of work, which is fine. That's part of drafting guys in the third and fourth round. When you take a guy in the first round, anything less than being like a decade-long starter is a problem. So I I don't like this quarterback draft at all. Uh, I don't even love, obviously there are a lot of pass rushers, but let's not act like there's no Joey or Nick Bosa. There's no Khalil Mack. Like, the chances that Kayvon Thibodeau is as good as Clowney is probably slim to none. Like, ultimately, Clowney's an underachiever, but he's he's had a pretty productive career. You know, he's going to have a decade-long career. Now, Kayvon might too, but is he going to be that as good as him? Aiden Hutchinson, like, who is he? I don't know. So it's just, it's just you're going to be very, very critical at the top of this draft because all these guys are flawed. You know, even Kyle Hamilton, like I said, didn't run quite as fast as you'd like to take a safety number three overall. Uh, you know, the last several years, like Jamar Chase's, the, the, you know, those type guys, the Julio Joneses, the, you know, the Khalil Max, like they're just not in this draft. Now, there are really good players in this draft, but it's, it's going to be really, really fascinating over the next several weeks. A lot of good guys, which is good. Now, I, I think the younger generation, good people. Like this draft feels like there's a lot of high character guys. How many like impact all pros? Obviously, only time will tell, but. Going into this draft, I don't know how many we view in like the top 10 or like can't miss all pros, but it's what's fun about the draft. In a couple years, we might all look, I might look like an idiot. If Desmond Ritter and Malik Willis are sweet and Aiden Hutchinson leads the league in sacks with 18, I'd be like, Middlecoff, you don't even know what you're doing. I'd be like, yeah, that's why I host a podcast. <laughs> you know, that's why, I'm, that's why I'm a podcaster. Successful one. You know, business is booming. Uh, you know, that's why my, my buddies are in the league. They're thriving. I have friends with Super Bowl rings. I just, I just want a lot of downloads. That's all I'm looking for here. Uh, but these are just my opinions. These are just my opinions. I watch a lot of college football. Don't have much of a life in the fall. Watch a lot of these guys play. And God, Jordan Davis. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you this. The chances that Hutchinson and Kayvon, if I had to bet on a guy, here's, here's a take. If I had to bet on Hutchinson, Kayvon, or Jordan Davis next decade, I'll bet on Jordan Davis. How about that? I'll take Jordan Davis. I'll take the 340-pound guy that can run a 4'8", that dominated in college his entire career, at the highest level against the best competition and who's got a ceiling as high as the sky. With that being said, talk to you guys uh, tomorrow. Hope you guys had a good weekend. And uh, it's a fun time of year. we got a lot of moving parts. The draft, free agency. Uh, you know, if we're not going to have games, at least, you know, the NFL, year-round clock, baby. Let's keep rocking and rolling. Subscribe to the podcast. Share it with your friends.
the volume. Are you looking for the hottest gambling advice out there? Check out the Moneyline Monaco podcast powered by FanDuel every weekday. Our guy Alex Monaco will give you his best bets, including game picks, props, same game parlays, and much more. Monaco is in another groove and has won nearly 60% of his bets all time. So don't miss your chance to make some money by downloading the Moneyline Monaco wherever you get your podcast. only on the Volumes Podcast Network. Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything, even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown. Defense. Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top ten for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And hmm. not to mention we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.